0: This is the Inside Cloud Channel podcast. I'm your host, Zeger van der Linde. We've mentioned Windows Virtual Desktop, or WVD as we're going to call it a few times now in the past episodes of the podcast, and in the coming three episodes we'll be devoting some more time to this application in Microsoft Azure. And Carlo Garavaglia and Roger Osterberg are going to help me with that. Good to see you guys. Roger. Correct me if I'm wrong, Microsoft is running on a server and on your laptop or your PC, you see a virtualization of that without having to install an
1: operating system yourself. Am I right? Yeah, that's, that's correct in general. So uh, when we're talking about the, the PC or the desktop or uh, Windows Virtual Desktop, it's actually a host and the host is running on a virtual machine somewhere in the cloud and you connect to it through your PC or uh, whatever you choose. It could also run on an iPhone or Android device. And what you see is a stream from that host. Uh, So you get the impression of that you're actually running Windows 10, for example, on your device.
0: So and and all all your apps, they run like they are on your own hard drive, but they're not.
1: Yeah, the same there. You get the feeling at least that you're running them locally. But what? What actually is happening is that you see a stream from the host. So you're either streaming the whole desktop or the application. And if you run that application in full screen mode, it's actually quite difficult to tell if it's running locally or running in a data center far from you.
0: So, so you, you, you say it's stream? Uh, I'm immediately thinking think things like YouTube or something is it is it like you're looking at a video of,
1: of, a, of a remote desktop? Yeah it's kind of kind of like that uh, so the host the purpose of the host is to send a stream of images to your device so it's like a TV tower sending the TV uh, I don't know your TV show to you and your PC is like the, the television set you're consuming that stream. The only difference here is that the RDP protocol, for example, embedded in your device, will also capture all the things you write on your keyboard, uh, the, all the motions you do with the mouse, uh, some other local connection like USB, and send it back to the host. And this protocol is very efficient, very smooth and transparent. So you actually get the feeling that you're running all of this in real time. Wow. Yeah,
0: Carlo, I, I get it bit of the feeling that it's like a remote
2: desktop when you log in from from your home PC to, to your work PC. Conceptually, yes. Uh, in the core of its purpose, whether uh, technology or solution is chosen, the final scope is to have uh, the work resources located somewhere centrally as also Raj explained, the TV tower. It's like getting back to the old concepts of the mainframe. But opposite to that time where they were huge and expensive and uh, to buy and maintain, uh, now we have the cloud that handle all that for a fraction of the price, and also connectivity has improved, getting faster and faster with a fraction of the old price. In this way, it's possible to somewhat get back to the whole concept of the centralized fortress where all the important company data uh, to apply all security process. And of course, it's not exactly the same concept as the cloud, by definition, is dematerialized. uh, But with all the security processes and systems available, it's kind of like that.
0: So I I can see benefits. I can see benefits when you're, for example, uh, updating software. One update covers the whole organization, right?
2: That's correct, Zager. As in this scenario, uh, you're working with uh, images. Uh, So an image is basically a uh, prepared... uh, picture let's say of the that's image of the system where you already build all the application uh, and third party things that you need and you wrap up uh, this 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 image. So when you start the, the session host where users connect, you can start from that image and having all the application ready. So the moment you want to do an update, to a program for the whole organization or, or a part of the organization, a department, for example. The only thing that you need to do is to update this image of the EVM, start a new environment or, more correctly, a new host pool with that new image. So with the, um, the new image will have the updated app. Then the old pool, you put it in drain mode, so it means that doesn't accept any more connection, all the users will be redirected, the new users that connects will be redirected to the new uh, host pool. And virtually you have only left to just go home because uh, in the next day when all the users uh, hopefully disconnected because they went to sleep and reconnected the day after, they will reconnect on the new environment so they will have all the uh, programs updated at the latest version that the company needed. So uh, when no more users are left in the old environment, you just scrap it, and you have done.
0: Yeah, you're done. And so in that part,
2: I can also see the benefit of saving sa- server space. Uh, saving server space? Uh, yes and no, because you still need to have that application installed on the VM. So the application actually occupies space on the VM. However, we can say that uh, you don't have to install multiple time on a single user PC as you manage everything centrally with the session host. Uh, with WVD, you save space at the very moment uh, uh, we use the user profile because they are stored in a separate file share using the FS Logics technology with WVD. And 3 in the near future, Microsoft is going to release MSIX Attach, where uh, with this technology, you do not more install the application on the session hall, so that you don't have any more to manage that application with images uh, in the VMs, but you, there's a process, you prepare the application, and you just save it in a file storage somewhere. So when you have some users that connects the VM with an API process that user will see the application like it's installed in VM, but actually is connecting with the application that is stored somewhere else in another application. So uh, you have, yes, in this moment, uh, free uh, space because you don't have the application occupying space in the VM. And also, you get some benefits on management because you don't have to maintain and update the gold image uh, you're using because it's at this moment it's only OS image, nothing else.
0: Yeah, yeah. But uh, Roger, one question I have is: where are all my files?
1: Where are they stored? Uh, good question. Depends on how you configure it. Um, first, if you're a lazy. Uh, a lazy admin, you probably let your uh, users save uh, your files everywhere and it could uh, land in your desktop, for example, which means uh, you can only use them when you have an internet connection uh, because WVD in itself needs this internet connection to be able to stream your, yeah, the picture of your application or the, the desktop itself. If you're a smart admin, you would probably incorporate other things like Office 365 into the solution. Things like OneDrive, SharePoint, and both of those have uh, offline modes. So you can both use your, uh, yeah, files and folders uh, remotely, but you can also use them synced locally. And if you do an offline sync, uh, as soon as you get back to the internet, uh, all of these data will be uploaded and synced again. So you have the same content in both on-prem and in the cloud or in, on your local PC.
0: And um, I see a little bit of a problem with when I'm working on a file in an offline mode, and separately my coworker is working on the same file in offline mode. And the moment we both connect to the internet and it uploads, are both our files, then there will be some kind of clash.
1: Well, it uh, depends on the technology uh, used. In some of Microsoft technologies, they have file locking, so uh, you can actually check out your document, and then it's locked for every other user, so they can't do anything about it until you check in your uh, updated version. Others, they have version control, so uh, if you do a change and your colleague do a change, when you upload them at the same time, you will end up with two documents with two different uh, version numbers. So same document name, one. Same document name, number two. And then you manually have to uh, manage them together. So it depends on what technology you use. But there is protection for it.
0: Yeah, I'm not the only one seeing this problem, probably. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, does WVD have any security benefits, Roger?
1: Yeah, uh, many. Uh, one of them, actually, is the um, the new implementation of reverse connect. So that's a change Microsoft made in the f- at the foundation level. Uh, so if you look at uh, RDS, for example, the old RDS servers, uh, you had to open port uh, from the host to the user three three eight nine RDP. That means if you do not protect those ports with uh, IP whitelisting or firewall rules, etc., uh, it's not when, it's just, yeah, it's a question of when you will be hacked pretty much. So what they did with WVD is that they introduced reverse connect. It means that there is no port open into the host. Uh, there is only a 443 uh, WebSocket port open from the host, to the connection broker. So when the host boots, it communicates with the connection broker and it opens this bi-directional tunnel, so to say, and uh, it's only open from the inside out. So that's a huge change. Uh, Then when you're running in Azure, of course, you have tons of security services you can add on you have security in azure ad with multi-factor authentication and uh, co- um conditional access but you can also add other things um intrusion detection and so on i could probably speak for an hour about all the things you could add so. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah it's 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 a topic we we also discussed uh, uh in our episode about identities which is also part of the security measurements obviously um yeah carlo i think One of the first questions uh, companies ask, is it expensive? Does it cost me a lot of money?
2: (laughs) Of course, always money, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for sure, uh, it's not free. But on the other hand, it's not even expensive. And in fact, compared to other solution or classical proposition, it's incredibly cheap. It's so cheap and also consistently cheap that I have no troubles in putting also some numbers in the discussion. Uh, Let's do a little game and assume that you want to to start sell WD solution and you uh, have totally nothing right now, correct? (laughs) Uh, Well, starting from totally zero, if you want to sell a remote access solution WD based for a company that has average user, like we are, so no GPU needs, like for CAD users, as price for those users, of course, would differ, uh, the price would be turnkey around 25, 30, ish per user per month for a full working, dedicated, persistent desktop, Microsoft five license included. And if the customer has already the current licenses, uh, maybe they have bought the license by themselves or by other means, you can uh, use those license from the customers and the Azure solution itself. So the Azure, let's say infrastructure, will cost only around 10 to €15 Euro per user per month. At that price, compared to the, let's say, classical RDS solution, uh, I can tell you it's incredibly cheap. A WVD is a solution when you already have an Azure in- infrastructure, and
0: I can imagine that's something that's easy to, to navigate then. I mean, it's, it's built for that, I guess, so you can easily implement it.
2: Uh, in short, yes. Also WD is it's for the clouds, in the clouds, is the cloud as Azure only. And connecting is not a proper word, it's you're actually deploying the solution in your Azure infrastructure as uh, as I said, Azure is a sorry, WD is a Azure only solution and since it works in Azure, even if you have only Office 365 license. You are actually using Azure because in the background you're leveraging the Azure Active Directory. So in this case, when we discuss around WVD, you're adding another Azure piece in the Azure you already have, and so it's at, it has maximum integration with users, security policies, compliance, and so on. Because also WVD is a a mix of uh, components that already lives in the cloud because at the end it's VMs and backend services provided by Microsoft.
0: Uh, Roger, uh, this one's for you.
1: How can you manage your WVD when you're a system administrator? Well, actually, there are many ways to do this, and first I need to talk a bit about the different versions about yeah, WVD. And uh, I think we didn't really point that out, that WVD consists of two versions today. We have the original one that was released in 2019, end of September, and then we have the new one, uh, the spring release that was released now in 2020. Uh, It's currently under uh, preview, and it will be GA in a couple of uh, weeks or a month. We don't really know exactly when it will be. Uh, The first one, the original release, you can manage either through PowerShell or through the portal. Uh, There are some things you can do in the portal, but the main things have to be made from PowerShell. If you look at the new version, the spring release... Uh, they removed the support for PowerShell and added support for CLI instead. So now you can do pretty much everything in CLI, but you can also do pretty much everything in the portal as well. So that's about managing the core components. But then there are other things. Uh, I mean, if you want to manage and update your uh, uh, patches, for example, you can add things like update management. If you want to analyze logs, you can add something called log analytics. So there's tons of things you can add. Azure monitor for example, the monitor the whole network and the host how they behave, the storage accounts where you have the profiles etc. So uh, as an administrator there are many many ways and it's uh, like heaven. <laughs>
0: well, it's really why wouldn't you why wouldn't you use WVD yeah, if I hear yeah. you. Correctly. Yeah. And um some uh, I'm just popping around uh, some questions that that came up to me uh, because uh, WVD runs on a, on a on a VM
1: correct yes <clears throat> or several
0: yeah or separate well that that's that's that was my question do our users have to use the same VM because that can put quite a load on
1: it exactly uh, first that depends on how you configure WVD you have two main options so either uh, something called pooled or something called personal. So pooled is the traditional way of configuring RDS uh, servers, for example. When you have one or several servers in a cluster serving many users. So that means you can have many users running in the same host. um, And you can also shut down and turn on hosts. And these users will land on different hosts. You really don't know and you really don't care which host you, you land on. You make sure they all look the same. Uh, When we're talking personal, uh, it's also called uh, VDI, Uh, that's more of a one person, one PC and uh, normally when you run VDI, you have a desktop operating system, so it can be done with Windows 7 traditionally and now even with Windows 10, so when you log into your VDI solution, it's like your virtual computer in the cloud and it's yours, yours exclusively.
0: And Carlo, last one's for you. Uh, I can see this solution working for a big company uh, with, with lots of users, but can you benefit from WVD if you're a small company?
2: Uh, yes, totally. Uh, you can use WVD uh, down to a single person, uh, up to millions of users, also because it's uh the cloud. And there is no technical limitation whatsoever. Uh, to be transparent, uh, below five users, the price gets a little bit tricky, as right now there are some items that um, uh, are needing the solution, like Azure Active Directory Domain Service that has a fixed price uh, with, with uh, let's say, all, almost no matter the numbers of users. When the, So the numbers get very low, means that the denominator of the calculations start to wait. Uh, to be practical, that domain, uh, Azure Tethered to domain service costs around 95 euro per month. So below five users, if you think the price per users, that price starts to kick in, even though it's just 100 euro per month, nothing that much. On the other side of the rope, there is virtually no limit. If you consider that we, when you create a host pool, uh, you have a limitation of the numbers you have, you can spin at once, that is 400 so with that number, you can understand that you can ramp up very easily and you can manage any number of millions of users uh, with no troubles.
0: You've been listening to the Inside Cloud Channel podcast hosted by me, Zevent van der Linde. Special thanks to Carlo Caravaglia and Roger Osterberg of Insight. Want to know more about Insight and their services? Check inside.com. Next week, we'll have part two of our mini-series on Windows Virtual Desktop. Then we'll discuss the technical side of WVD. In the meantime, please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. See you next time.